Welcome into Better and Green, and today we're going to be giving you guys some keep trade cuts for your fantasy football teams. But first, we've got big news. The fantasy guide is officially out. Let's go, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God, where am I? I'm going to stock the pick up here in about 20 minutes. And for the cheap price of $19, you guys get the draft guide for completely free by just betting on the Bears not to make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) This this first week, okay, guys, until next Friday, it's going to be 50% off. You can get the draft guide right now for $10. It's over 150 hours of research put into it, over 100 pages, everything you're going to need to dominate your leagues this year and win your fantasy championship. Um, Wyatt, I want to hear what you got to say about it. Yeah, it's almost overwhelming how much great resources is, are in the guide. Um, we have a bunch of different player profiles of every single position, including kickers and defenses, if you want to get into those. Um, we have sleepers. We have busts. We have breakout potential players. There's just so much information in there. We have a couple mock drafts, um, and I know it's really early, but we, the more information you can get in before your fantasy draft, the better. And this is just a one-shop stop. All Everything you need to know is in this you can read through it pretty quickly um and then you know go on and research other things so it's a great resource and um, we put a lot of time and effort into it and um really excited for uh its use this year and hopefully it'll win your fantasy leagues i know i'm using it i can already tell i'm more knowledgeable this year than i've been in any single year of fantasy (laughs) football um that i've ever been in so i'm excited for this year hopefully it pays out and um yeah make sure you guys take advantage of our draft guide ethan Yeah, um, I'm really excited to use it myself because I know I've told you guys at least off air. I've probably said it on air too, but uh, I suck at drafting my fantasy team. (laughs) I'm really good at building throughout the year, um, but yeah, just completely terrible at drafting. So um, personally, really looking forward to using this guide for myself. It's going to already give me a leg up from where I am always or always am, you know, at the beginning of my leagues. yeah, just tons of great work. Tons of hours have gone into this guide. Um, 100 pages, PDF, super accessible. Uh, you can look at it on the go. You know, it's not just this big booklet that we're sending to you. Um, so just really easy. You can download it on your phone, um, scroll through it when you have free time. And yeah, just a really a really great source um, for fantasy football and a really a good leg up if you want to win your fantasy league. Yeah. PDF file, so that means that you can take it anywhere you go. You can have it on your laptop, on your phone, anywhere you go. Um, when you buy it, you have it on every type of uh, electronic device you have. It's not like it only goes to your phone. You have it anywhere that you have an electronic device. Um, but let's talk about also that we're giving away free fantasy boards, free draft boards with the stickers. We're giving three of those away to subscribers who comment, like our uh, posts, like our shows, and Ethan, do you want to start? Okay, so I am going to start with a couple of quarterbacks here. Um, Tried to find some like, uh, whether it be average draft position or just, you know, trying to find a variable to group these guys together. So, um, yeah, quarterbacks, I'm looking at Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, and Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Mm. Yeah, my question to you guys, start, bench, cut. Herbert Fields Tua. Well, okay, I can go first. If it week one, I'm starting Tua, sitting Herbert, cutting Fields. 
Now, if it's week 10, Tua might be MIA. <laughs> but as of week he one, that's Miami. what he might. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he might be MIA in Miami. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I think I think Tua has the most upside, so I'm going to start him um, while he's healthy. Uh, I think Herbert is just has so much offensive potential with his wide receivers. So I, I'm going to keep him on my bench for when Tua decides to go fingers on us. And then – I have I'll, – I'll cut Fields. Um, I think I think Fields is going to be on the waivers for maybe a decent amount of season after a bad couple weeks. But, um, again, one running game and everyone's going to be back in on, on Justin Fields. But I'm going to cut him to start, and uh, that's going to be my decision. I'm going to start Herbert. I'm going to bench Tua, and I'm going to cut Fields. I think Tua's got that Solid. upside. If he's healthy, I can yep. play him. Herbert. He's a safe bet. He's got great options. Fields, I don't trust him. I like it. I think I'm going to go with the third option here. I'm going to, well, I guess there's multiple options, but I'm going to start Tua. I think I'm going to bench Fields and cut Herbert simply because I think oh, yeah. there are more, there's going to be more quarterbacks out there that are similar to Herbert where you could put up a 35 one week and then a 17 the next. Um, where I think, I mean, Fields scares me. I don't think he's a good passer at all. We've talked about this a ton, but, um, you know, sometimes it is nice to have that running quarterback, especially on your bench if you need someone in a whim. So uh, for that reason, I just think there's more quarterbacks like Herbert out there um, that I could snag on the wire if need be. So for that reason, I will start Tua. I think he has the best upside of the three. Uh, Keep Fields just because he's a running quarterback on my bench and cut Herbert reluctantly. I have one question before we move on. Are the Chargers going to be your new um, Tennessee Titans? Uh, just fading the – or actually – Bengals. You did, Bengals. You bet Bengals. Are Bengals. they your new Bengals? Just Dude, fading them? You said I it last know. time that you, you're thinking I the Chargers know. are going to suck. I, I think I picked them to go like 5 and 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, see, here's the issue. I love Austin Eckler, and I love betting the Chargers. So – Probably not. Okay. I don't know. I think they're going to, I don't know, to be determined, week by week basis. Yeah. All right. All right. You want I me think to go my next? fade team this year yeah. is going to be Philly. But... Ooh. Okay. Well, and of course, Tennessee. But... And Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee and crappy, Arizona. Crappy value. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't All know, right. I'm not comfortable laying 24 points against Arizona every week. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. All right, I'm moving on to a couple tight ends. So tight ends are uh, an interesting spot. I believe there's one obvious number one, Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to keep him out of it. Then I think there's three dudes that are in the next tier two, I'll call it. Then tier three or tier 10, whatever you want to call it, after these next three guys, it really drops off a cliff. So these three guys I'm talking about are Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and uh, Hawkinson. So out of those guys, because I think after – those three, it you could just pick off waivers. It doesn't matter after those three. So um, out of those three, um, who are you going to bench, start, and uh, what's the other one? Cut. Cut. <laughs> I'm going to start Andrews. Um, I think there's going to be a bounce back for Lamar this year. I'm benching Hawkinson because I think he's got quite a bit of potential with Jefferson pulling some of that attention away from him. And then I'm going to cut Kittle. I don't trust him to stay healthy. 
and everybody says, oh, he's a better blocker than Kelsey. I don't know how many points your league gives for blocking. Mine gives none. <laughs> so if I have to worry about his uh, staying healthy, I'm just – I'm out on Kittle. Yeah, I'm the exact same uh, with you there. I'm starting Andrews. I think he's – same thing. Lamar's going to have a bounce back here. He is the security blanket um, for Lamar and – yeah, obviously, if Kelsey wasn't so damn good, Andrews would be talked about a lot more. Uh, but he just gets overshadowed. Love Hawkinson this year uh, without Adam Thielen. I think he becomes the safety blanket for Kirk Cousins. Uh, he had moments of domination when he played for Detroit. Um, so, yeah, I think Hawkinson could be really productive. I think he could be, uh, other than Kelsey, maybe your um, most consistent tight end this season. Um, and then that's kind of the reason I'm out on George Kittle. I just don't think he can be that consistent. You're going to have weeks where he goes off three touchdowns, um, but you're also going to have weeks where he barely gets the ball. Um, just too many mouths to feed in that offense. And yeah, I just, Kittle's just a goofy character and just like a well-known name. But as far as fantasy goes, I don't know. I'm not that high on him. I'm going to go a little off track. I definitely think Andrews is unanimous number two. So I'm going to start Mark, um, even with Baltimore might having one of the worst offenses in the league. Uh, Mark at number two. I'm actually going to go Kittle. I'll put him on my bench. Uh, reasoning for this, again, rookie in it, or not rookie, inexperienced quarterbacks, who they look to the most is their tight end. Kittle is a big, reliable guy. Um, Hawk definitely has a lot of potential upside. He's a great, fantastic receiver. Um, or receiving tight end. Um, but I just think there's just too many playmakers on the Vikings. I know they lost Thielen. I know they lost Cook. Um, but they just got, uh, you know, um, Jordan Addison's coming in for a little quick guy as well. So obviously Hawk is going to get utilized. But um, I'm I just going to go with Kittle um, as my as my sub just because of that inexperienced quarterback. The easiest target to hit is your tight end. And I know he's – getting older and he's not as good of a receiver as Andrews or Hawkinson, but um, I still think that he's going to have quite a bit of red zone touches. So I'm going to go Kittle to be a little um, off Kelter there. And then uh, unfortunately Hawk will be cut on my squad. Alrighty. I want to know with these running backs in new places or starting for the first time, Alexander Madison, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift. Okay, let's see here. Remind me where Madison is. Oh, Hi, he's yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, Madison Swift or Sanders. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to start Madison. I actually like Madison quite a bit. When he's played, he's done really well. Uh, and he had a lot of time to play because Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy. Um, so I like Madison there. Um, I will bench Miles Sanders. I uh, just think he's more reliable. Um, yeah, probably, probably going to get more touches in that offense, I would maybe think, than Swift. I don't know. It's tough to say. Nope, flip that. I'm going to bench Swift, cut Sanders, and hope Swift stays healthy. Yeah, this is tough. This is definitely a tough one. Um, I know I've been high on Swift, but there's just so many offensive potential, offensive options in Philly that it just makes him makes him tough. Um, I'm gonna go. 
I'm actually going to go weird here. I'm going to go Miles Sanders to start. Uh, he is at Carolina. Um, I know they have quite a bit of uh, other running backs that they utilize. I know they – I think they – do they still have Hubbard? Is he mm-hmm. over there? And they have Foreman as well. Is he still Foreman's there? Chicago. He's Chicago now. So it's just Hubbard? Yep. Okay. Doesn't matter, uh, even with if they had another running back. Um, both Hubbard and uh, Informer had great years last last year being sharing time, so they get a lot of touches. Um, and they don't really get utilized a whole lot out of the backfield um, on passes. So um, I think Miles Sanders is going to obviously get a lot of touches. I think he's going to have a lot of rushing yards, and then I do think they're going to utilize him more out of the backfield um, for – uh, again, rookie quarterback, easy target is your tight end or your wider or your check down running back. So I think he's going to get a lot of touches for that reason. And again, I don't know what it is about Carolina. They seem to be able to run the ball on everyone. Maybe I'm just scarred from last year when Detroit was in a must win situation and they gave up 400 rushing yards. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start Sanders. I will, God, this is tough. Um, I know it's high on Swift, but I think Madison, I got to put on my bench. Um, I don't know. I, the Vikings really aren't that bad. I know everyone's hating on the Vikings. We know they're frauds. Their defense is horrendous, but offensively they're pretty good. Um, and we all know Delvin Cook had quite a bit of success. I think Madison's even more of a, a passing threat than Cook was, so it's kind of a dual dynamic there. Um, so I'll go. I'll put him on the bench, and I, I'll unfortunately have to cut Swift. I just think there's too many options in Philly. You have. I mean, just think of the red zone. They have four running backs. All that love goal line touches they have Hertz who runs the ball or anything within three yards Hertz is just doing that quarterback sneak they have Devontae Adams who's open on every single slant around you can imagine and then they have A.J. Brown for the goal line fade so there's just too many options there for Philly for people to score touchdowns I think either Swift can go off or he could really get drowned out by other players on that team so unfortunately I hate to say it but I'll, I'll have to cut Swift because I know I was high on him I'm still high on him, but it's just a tough, tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. This one's, this one's tough. Um, I'm going to start Sanders as well. I think that you got a rookie quarterback. I know. I know. You thought I was going to say Swift, did you? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you absolutely have every reason to think that. (laughs) Um, I just think that they have a pretty good offensive line. They got that rookie. Um, They ran it a lot last year before they had a rookie um, quarterback. I don't think that they have a bunch of great receiving options either. So they're going to be pounding the ball. There's going to be enough work for even if Hubbard has quite a bit of carries, Sanders is going to have more than enough to be fantasy relevant. I'm going to put Swift on my bench. I think he's got the highest upside of all three. Um, If they kind of hand over the backfield to him behind that offensive line, I think he could absolutely light this league on fire like we haven't seen in a long time. And then I'm going to have to cut Madison I think he'll have a fine season. We've just never seen him get to really have that starting role. We've seen what he is behind Cook. We've seen guys who I believe I'm thinking kind of like Lamar Miller, but we've seen guys that we think when they get more touches, they're going to be better. And that's just simply not the case. So I have just, maybe if we're talking the same question next year, I'll be fine with Madison, but I feel like there's still too much of the unknown. I will say one of those running backs, their team got rid of a running back to promote him to the starting role. The other two just got booted from their own team. So we'll see. That's true. You're right. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one, though, Ben. That's 
I mean, that was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I might go back and keep Sanders and cut Swift. I don't know. <laughs> That's tough. I, I, I hope um, I got tough ones for you guys. I'm going to stick with running backs. I'm going to stick with kind of a like guy in there. I'm looking at three free agents currently. Um, that at least two of them, I think, will find a home before the season. One may not. So I think the cut is going to be pretty easy for all three of us, but we'll see. I'm going to go Zeke, Dalvin, and Leonard Fournette. Mm. Wow. I'm going to have to cut Zeke. I think I'm going to cut Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, He's never been a pass catcher. He's getting old, and he's always been kind of a bruiser. He's not the guy that's going to beat you with the speed. He's the guy that's kind of going to run you over. So that's just unsustainable. I just don't like his – it just doesn't seem like he has a whole lot of options. So I'm going to cut Zeke. Um, Who else? We have Fournette and uh, who's the first one? Dalvin Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Shoot. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to start. Uh, I'm gonna start Dalvin. Um, I know he's he's kind of injury prone. I think he's the most athletic running back. I think he's the fastest running back. I think he's the most agile running back. Um, he's just the best guy. Obviously, you got to figure out he has to be on the right team. So that's obviously going to be a, a big question mark. But I think he's the best out of all of them. And then I'll put Fournette on my bench. He could have ten plus touchdowns this season if they want to utilize him on the goal line, or he could have. 200 rushing yards, zero touchdowns. So, um, but I do think he's going to have more production regardless of what happens in the end zone than Ezekiel Elliott. So, um, yeah, definitely a tough question. But I think athletic wise, you got to, I think Cook's got to be the guy. And then I think Fournette is just more upside than Elliott. I'm going to start Dalvin. Dalvin has a lot of offers right now. And like you were saying, Wyatt, he just has the most potential out of all of them, the great, greatest skill set. Um, in fantasy, sometimes you, you can't worry about injuries too much, and so you're kind of banking on the potential you have with Cook. I'm going to sit Zeke. Um, I think Zeke is going to get signed before Fournette. I think Fournette's going to wait until there's an injury in training camp or during the season to sign. Uh, I think Zeke has a chance to be on a team where he gets 45 maybe close to 50% depending on what team he goes to. Um, I think he'll, he'll be fine. Maybe he might have like 700 yards and four touchdowns. He's not going to be anybody great, but I, I worry about Leonard. He's kind of been falling off and the Buccaneers, obviously they were moving on to Rashad white last time we saw him. Um, I, I feel like Leonard's never been respected. Like he should, he came into the league with Jacksonville and he was like really good, but he, once he started getting injured, everybody was off of him. And I just think that's going to continue and carry with him. Yep. I am the same uh, ranking as you, Ben, as well. Dalvin is the starter for me. Um, I could see him almost kind of in the same like Todd Gurley conversation. That's kind of disrespectful to Todd Gurley because he was a lot better, I think, in his prime. But um, where he just one year was really good and then the next year is nothing. You know, his health just can't keep up. So, but I, uh, like you said, Ben, you can't really uh, think about injuries when you're going into at least these three guys here. They're all kind of a little bit injury prone. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Dalvin has the best upside, the most offers. I think he ends up on the uh, probably in the best situation. Um, I'll take Zeke on my bench um, just because same reason. I think he gets signed first and 
Uh, I think his name carries a lot of weight. You could probably use him as a trade chip um, and get someone who doesn't know quite as much maybe about the NFL, doesn't follow it quite as much. You could probably uh, sell him off for someone better. Um, and then Fournette, yeah, I kind of see him as like a ring chaser at this point in his career. Um, I don't know if he'll sign before the season, might sign late. Uh, like you said, Ben, again, with an injury or, you know, there's a team that needs some help uh, that's competing. Maybe they're six and two already or something. They need an extra guy. So, um, yeah, I don't love any of the three, honestly, maybe Dalvin. Uh, if Dalvin goes to Miami, I like Dalvin quite a bit, I think, but um yeah, Dalvin, start, Zeke, bench, uh, cut, playoff, Lenny. All right. I have three very interesting quarterbacks, all very similar ranked. Um, if you do check out our fantasy guide, we have these guys pretty much back to back to back. Um, they're not top tier at any means. They'll definitely probably start on most teams, though. So they're probably right at around that 7 to 10. Um, we have our boy. Look behind Ethan. We have Matt Stafford, RIP. We have Jared Goff, and we have Russell Wilson. You got to pick for those three. Oh. Very similar quarterbacks. Gross. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to start Russell Wilson. I'm going to start Russell oh. Wilson. I know. I know. I know. <clears throat> He's getting Sean Payton. He's got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Dolchich. <clears throat> Sorry, they just got Samaje. Um, I think he's in the best situation of the three, probably. Um, I'm going to put Stafford on my bench just because he's got Cup and Akers. <laughs> I know. I know an Igby. Um, I worry about Goff fantasy-wise. Like, on the road, I just feel like I'm not very high on Goff. He might be a good real-life quarterback, but... And fantasy, he just doesn't do it for me, so I have to cut Goff. Yeah, this one I think is pretty easy for me. I like Russell Wilson as my starter. I think he has a huge bounce-back year. Um, he won't win MVP, but I think he does get into the conversation. I think they will be oh, a good, good team. Ooh. I really do. I'm not ready to write clip off Ross. That. That's yeah. Chat, clip that, please. <laughs> <laughs> one bad year under a very incompetent coach. Uh, I won't hold it against him. So I still like Russ. I think he does well. I think his team, I think he has a lot of great pieces um, and love Sean Payton. So yeah. yeah, I'll take Russ pretty easily there. Goff on my bench. Uh, and I see Stafford putting up like 13 points a game. Just, yeah, he does have Cooper cup, but um, I just think he's on the tail end of his career. Obviously he's been there now for fifth. This is 15th year. I want to say, um, just old, beat up, really his entire career. He's toughed it out, couldn't tough it out last year. Um, I just don't see Stafford doing much, uh, being very fantasy relevant for really ever again. So, unfortunately, I caught him. But my mom yeah. will still draft him in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first of all, we have to come back to that clip because I was brutally – I don't really drink a whole lot anymore. I drank way too much last Friday, brutally hungover, like on the bathroom floor, like curled up in a ball all Saturday. I couldn't puke, but now you just saying Russell Wilson, possible MVP contender. I'm going to get that little clip on my phone, just play it on repeat, and I'll barf everything in my guts out watching that. That's disgusting. Um, 
you know what? Just because of that, I have, I'm cutting Wilson. Get him out of my life. I don't want him. First of all, I've never been a real big Russell Wilson fan. I know that's probably a controversial statement. Everyone seems to like Russell Wilson. Um, I think he's a fraud. Uh, my friends, uh, this is kind of uh, distant, but my one friend's college um, roommate went to NC State. Russell Wilson was obviously he was like a sophomore, or whatever in, in college, just the sleaziest guy you've ever seen in your life. Like just making out multiple different chicks. Obviously, it's college. I'm not going to hold it against him, but I don't think he's as good of a guy as everyone thinks he is. Um, he's no, he's no Tim Tebow. Okay. Anyways, I root for, for that. Honestly. I root for Russell Wilson's demise. That's all I do in life. That's all I'm going to do this season. He's just, I just don't like him. So I'm going to cut him, get him off my, talk about Stafford having 12 points. How many touchdowns did Russell Wilson throw last year? Four. So he's going to throw three this year. Um, So I'm going to cut him. I'm going to start golf. Um, I think golf, uh, obviously he's um, not, nothing special, not super talented, not very fast doesn't have the best weapons in the league, but I just think he's, I think his team builds around him. I think they feed off his energy. I think he's in a really good fit in Detroit. Um, he's a fan favorite. Uh, I, I just like his potential and I know I kind of fade Detroit, but I'll, I'll start golf and then I'll sit Stafford in hopes him and cup just have an unreal season. Very unlikely, but um, got to sit him in, in case it happens. Nice. Big nice. tangent there. One. Sorry about that fellas. <laughs> I loved it, man. I love that. Hey, I'm just pumped to know that uh, Russell Wilson wasn't as square in college as I maybe thought he was. That's true. Yeah, I guess that gives him some extra points. I mean, him and Frat Stafford could have maybe been buddies. <laughs> That's true. All right. I want to know your guys' thoughts between these three second-year wide receivers. We have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Christian Watson. Start, set, cut. I have the same three. Do you? Yeah. It's the sophomore slump crew. (laughs) I love the. I love it. I'm starting Olave, hands down, no question about it. Love Olave this year. I think he's going to be – yeah, I love Olave. I'll just leave it at that. Um, I'm actually – oh, man, that's tough. I like Christian Watson better, but the situation. All right, I'm gonna go a little emotional, a little personal. Take one out of Wyatt's page here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Christian Watson. I'm cutting Garrett Wilson. Uh, I actually I'm just gonna go kind of off here. I just saw their first six games on the schedule this year. Have you guys seen who they play like first six weeks before their bye? The Jets, brutal. Or the Jets, sorry. It's like the Bills, the Chiefs. Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, and someone else pretty decent. Um, or no, there's six games in there, so I don't know. But Miami and New England, I think. Um, so, like, very easily could go one and five into the week six bye. Um, so that makes me want to fade them on future bets. But, uh, yeah, also, I just – I think Garrett Wilson has a lot of hype to live up to, obviously winning Rookie of the Year. Um, obviously with Rogers coming in, everyone thinks he's going to do it. And it just kind of, to me is a little bit of a red flag. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jordan love has to find chemistry with someone. I'll hope it's Christian Watson for this, for this sake, but yeah, Olave for sure. Start. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I was tossing this one around. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start Garrett Wilson. Uh, I know I have him as a very big bust potential. Uh, definitely a huge red flag. Um, a lot to live up to. Uh, Rogers also just brought in his two boys and uh, Lazard and Cobb. Obviously, Cobb's 85 years old, so he's probably not going to do a whole lot. But um, I, don't, I think I think Wilson's the most talented. He definitely has the best quarterback out of the two out of the three by far, out of Green Bay. Um, I yeah, Rogers is better than. Derek Carr. So he's the best quarterback. Um, they throw the ball last year with five quarterbacks. They threw the ball. I think they're a third in the league or fourth in the league in pass attempts per game. Um, so he's definitely going to get a lot of production. I'm just going to take the risk on Wilson. I think it's worth it. Obviously, huge sloth, sophomore slump potential. So that does worry me. Uh, I'm going to bench Olave. Um, just think he's extremely talented. He's probably going to be wide receiver one if Michael Thomas does what Michael Thomas has done the last three years um, in the in the Saints. He also has Derek Carr, which is an upgrade at quarterback from last year. Um, I think he could easily have a record-setting year for himself, um, Olave can. So I think he has a, a lot of potential as well. I think if you have both Olave and Wilson on your, on your team, you're doing fairly well in fantasy, um, which is very much the case if you're doing a snake draft and you're – 12th person you could snag boom boom um and then i'm gonna bench uh bench watson or sorry cut watson um just not the potential or not the i just don't think there's a whole lot of high side with watson he, again he had three solid four solid games seven touchdowns in four games I, everything else in that he didn't really do a whole lot downgraded significantly at quarterback um dubs or dubs whatever his name is is already kicking it off with Jordan Love. And now we have Jaden Reed, who I think is the most athletic out of those three wide receivers who could very easily get into that wide receiver one spot in Green Bay. So I think um, too much risk with Watson, with Jordan Love, who I don't even know can throw a football. I don't think we've seen it yet. Um, So too much risk there. I got to cut him. But, yeah, I'm going to take the risk and do – I'm going to start Wilson. Hopefully he does not have what everyone's calling a sophomore slump. I Love can sure can't take a snap and take a knee, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I could tell you had these three, too, because you took every single talking point I had in no. the exact same <laughs> order, too. Starting Garrett Wilson, benching Alave, and cutting Watson. I mean, Watson, his potential is, like, sky high, but he's got a worse quarterback, and we saw him at his peak for four games out of the 17 last year. So if you took him yeah. at any point before those last four games, if you traded him midseason and you didn't know how he finished, you'd be saying, how is he even in the same conversation as these guys? Right. Yeah. That's true. I'm going to stick with receiver. Um, I'm excited to hear you guys' answers for this one because I don't know what I'm going to do here. Um, so kind of middle of the pack, guys. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins. Okay, I'm gonna cut T. Higgins. I am gonna shoot. I'm gonna start. It's gonna get risky. I'm gonna start Amon Ra and I'm gonna bench Jalen. And I hate it, but I gotta start the wide receiver one on his own team. I know Waddle even had better number numbers than Amon Ra did as a wide receiver two on his team. Um, 
But again, just the risks with Tua, obviously, I guess they didn't really matter last year. They still got a crap load of yards. But um, I'm just going to take Amon Ra. I think Amon Ra is really going to have a breakout year. Uh, the water or the Detroit wide receiver room is so thin. It's so bad. So Amon Ra is the only dude on the edges at all that can do anything. So obviously that comes with the risk of him getting double teamed a lot. Um, but I love his production. I think he's going to get 150 targets. Like he's going to be the guy. Um, so I'll take the risk on him. Waddle, as we all know, is a freak. I think he had 1,300 yards last year as a wide receiver two on his own team. Eight touchdowns, something ridiculous like that. Um, could very well do it again, but also those numbers as the second best player on your team is very hard to do back, 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 and back. So um, also great to have on your team, though. And then, uh, yeah, I got to cut. Uh, Who's the last dude? T Higgins. Oh, T Higgins. Yeah. I mean, T obviously is a very solid wide receiver too on his own team. Uh, very sure handed doesn't get all the attention because of Jamar chase, but I think Waddle already gets more production than T does as a second guy on his team. So I think T is just, uh, he's not as athletic, not as fast, not as big of a deep threat. So I'll take the other two. I love T though. I think T is a great pick. I think he can, He's going to fall down on a lot of people's draft boards. I think T is going to be a fantastic snag. But unfortunately, out of this um, this three, he's he gets cut. Yeah, yeah, great question, Ethan. Um, I'm going to go Amon Ra also as my starter. I just think that there's no other player on the Lions that's going to have the receptions he's going to have, the targets he's going to have. I think he's the clear-cut number one. Doesn't matter, T- tight end, running back, d- doesn't matter. Um Wide receiver they got. I think you guys got Marvin Jones again, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. 85-year-old Marvin Jones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My point exactly. Yeah, there's nobody else that's going to be challenging Amon Ra. Love Waddle, but you're going to have to bench Waddle here. Um, I think Waddle has a better chance at that, at being good of the number twos like T, because as good as Jamar Chase is, I don't think people – give the same protection and respect as they do to Tyreek Hill. He's just such a deep threat that the safeties always cheat to that side. He always has their fastest, best corner on him, which is always going to allow Jalen Waddle to work against the number two guys. And then you're going to just have to cut T. Yeah, I'm going to line up with you guys here. Um, I'll take St. Brown to start. Um, I think if St. Brown was going to have a down year, it was going to be last year. I was actually very hesitant on taking him in the, my drafts i didn't take him in any of my leagues just because he did finish his rookie year so strong i thought he was prime for a sophomore slump um but i mean he's a real legit wide receiver one in this league um just on twitter over the weekend that he is um he was number one rated against man coverage by pro football focus um which I don't know how much stock I put into that. I know it's pretty official grading there, um, but really like that for him because he is going to be man manned up quite a bit. So obviously does well against man coverage. Um, yeah, I think he's, you guys said the rest, you know, he's the main guy. Um, he's going to get open. He's going to get touchdowns. Um, so I like him a lot. I also think he gets more involved rushing the ball um, this year. They kind of had him do it a little bit last year, but um, like St. Brown, I'm going to go waddle for my bench as well. Um, I feel like Waddle and Higgins are kind of similar in their production. Um, you know, Waddle could have a couple catches, and Tyreek Hill has three touchdowns one game. Uh, same thing with Jamar Chase and Higgins, but 
Uh, I think Waddle has more upside, and honestly, he's just way more fun to watch. Uh, nothing like seeing a two a deep ball, fifty yards in the air, and just wondering if it's going to be Tyreek or Jalen Waddle running under it. Um, so yeah, I like the upside on Waddle there, and then uh, kind of same thing you were saying. Why I'd love T Higgins. Think he's a great pick for really anybody. Uh, think he could fall a little bit, um, but out of these three, he'll be my cut. I like it. I have running back, top tier running backs, well, 1.A or 1.B tier running backs. We got Bijan, rookie Bijan. We have Saquon. And we have Jonathan Taylor. Okay. We're going to go. We're going to start Taylor. I know he had a down year last year. He's still got. I think the offensive line is going to bounce back. The Colts, their identity is running the ball. They're going to keep running the ball. Um, and either quarterback that they start, Richardson or Minshew, I think you can't rely and lean on either one of them. So I think they're going to have to use Taylor as much as possible this year. Oh, and that's tough. Bijan and Saquon. Bijan, Saquon, and John. Who are you picking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to bench Saquon, I think. Um, I worry about his injuries. That's the main thing. And I think the Giants played to their ceiling last year. So I don't know how much they can reproduce that. Bijan, I'm going to cut Bijan because he's going to be great. And I know the Falcons run a lot. But Algier had 1,000 yards last year. And then Cordero Patterson, they want to use him in a pass-catching role. So how can you have this many receivers and – or sorry, this many running backs and still be able to perform at these top-tier dudes? It just seems like he's going way too high for where he's actually going to be able to finish. Yeah, I'm going to do uh... – well, yeah, you just got me thinking there, Ben. Kind of the way I think the Saints underused Taysom Hill – uh, the Falcons, I think, underused Cordero Patterson. Uh, that one year, they really gave him the reins. He kind of dominated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of weird to see him drop off so much last year. Um, but I'm going to go start Jonathan Taylor as well. I think he bounces back. Um, yeah, I think the Colts are going to need to establish the run. Um, you know, typical sophomore slump for him, but I think he has another productive year this year um, if he stays healthy. I'm going to bench Bijan um, just from an upside standpoint, I think. Um, and I'll, I'll cut Saquon. I'm kind of over Saquon at this point in his career, uh, even though I think he did really well last year, if I'm not wrong. But um, I don't know, just too injury prone. Just seems like the guy that had five years of hype and is just slowly going to fizzle out now. Uh, again, going kind of back to Todd Gurley, maybe Melvin Gordon. Um, I think he just starts going downhill at this point. So, I like the upside more on the young guy. Well, when I first came up with this question, I had an answer. And then now <laughs> I don't as much. Honestly, great points by everyone here. Um, yeah, Saquon did have a great year. Almost 1,700 yards. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor to start. I think that's the obvious. Um Again, I think the Colts, Ben, you said it, rushing the ball is is their identity. If they do have Richardson starting, who probably won't, but I do think he's going to finish the year probably starting, they're probably going to do a lot of 
um, option plays, which really frees up the the inside run. So I think Jonathan could get back on track. Again, not a great season. He was struggling with injuries. He had the ankle problem. Obviously, that could come back and hurt him. Um, but I think he's just the best option to start. And then for number two, I really wanted to cut Bijan. And then I now I really want to cut Saquon. Um, so many options, like you also yeah. bet, like you said, so many options in Atlanta that I know it just didn't make sense why they drafted him. I, I still, I guess I still can't believe 100%. why they drafted him. So that's, yeah. it's worrisome, but it also means that they have a plan. And I also yeah. think they could run him to his, to his dead. So I'll go Bijan just at the potential. Um, I'll, I'll put him on my bench. I, I, I don't love it at all. It's. It's just a weird move. I still just can't get over it. But I'll put Bijan and Saquon. I my it was one of my favorite players. Um, just a freak athlete, but he's in one of the toughest defenses, defensive leagues in the in the NFL with the or with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Great run stopping defenses. I think he's just too injury prone, too easy to get shut down. And if you shut down the run in New York, you beat New York. That's all they have. So I'll unfortunately, even though I love him. I will cut Saquon. That Barkley Bijan dilemma like just broke my brain, dude. <laughs> yeah. I might not be the same the rest of this episode. <laughs> Washington also not a terrible run defense That's over there. That's true. It's yeah. If they get chased back as well, yeah. Yeah. And if, if Bijan shows he can run to his death, might be a Brisbane Bobby next year. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That. That's true. Like could that. be a, or it could, be, it could be a quick entry to the can goats. Could be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick trade before he goes to the Savannah Spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. God, he could go three teams one year. <laughs> everybody, that had, everybody that didn't watch that live and say, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" <laughs> that go is your uh, your ticket to go watch that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll link it to this video. We'll link that there you one. Go. At least um, check out the shorts. Yes. When they come out. Yes. Brisbane is out. Brisbane is out. <laughs> and the Spirits is out. And the Spirits, yeah. Um, I have quarterbacks that are question marks. So I want to know, start, sit, cut. Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith, and Tua. Oof. Start Tua. Definitely. bench Deshaun for upside maybe mm, yeah and then cut Gino I just think Gino had one magical year and I think he gets figured out this year I don't think he's gonna be that good again I know that's different from your opinion Ben um <laughs> I think Wyatt agrees with me he left <laughs> Gino off his list of quarterbacks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Two a pretty easy start there. The other two, tough to say, but I'll take Deshaun just for his upside. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little different just for the sake of argument. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start massage boy Watson. <laughs> I'm gonna bench fingers and I'm gonna cut <laughs> the fraud of the fraud of Seattle. Um so I obviously I'm very high on Tua. I'm super high on Tua. Again, the problem is 
the concussion. And as soon as you get one, your second one's even that much easier. I think he had two or three last year. Definitely had two. He probably had another one in there. Um, your fingers don't go like that after one. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm just worried with the concussion. So for the sake of this drill, I'm going to keep him on my bench. Hopefully he stays healthy. But I think Watson is just a super safe pick. I don't think he's in the the move of getting hurt. He's probably going to run the ball a little less than he has in years past. He's a pretty solid passer. He's getting a, another wide receiver threat in um, Elijah Moore. He has Mari Cooper and, uh, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, probably the, one of the best running backs in the league with Nick Chubb. Um, I think the the I'm pretty high on the Browns this year, so I, I think he's going to have a solid year, and I think he's really going to get back to being the reason he's – one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So I'm going to start him, keep Tua just in case he stays healthy. And then Gino, Gino's going to throw the ball 60 times a game. It's just, I don't know how accurate those are going to be and how, how many interceptions he's going to have. So I think Gino, definitely the lower one on that list. Quick side note, if Deshaun is watching this right now, uh, he might have piqued his attention by calling Tua fingers. It's <laughs> true. Massage boy loves his fingers. Perfect segue. I'm cutting Watson because I think he's as safe as a masseuse and massage parlor one-on-one. I think only bad things can happen. They're going to lean on Chubb. Um, we're chasing that Texans upside that we haven't seen in like he two wished, years. He wished the masseuses would have leaned on Chubb too. <laughs> God. <laughs> it is unfortunate he's on the team that has a chub. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, Watson has a chub. I mean, Watson the chub. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So I'm cutting Watson. I'm just going to get away from this segment as quick as I can. <laughs> I'm going to bench Gino. Um, they wrote him off. He didn't write back. Now he gets JSN. Um, I just think there's so many weapons there and that they invest. Yeah. They invested more into their offense getting Charbonnet or however you say his name. Um, I think he's just got so many weapons there. I think they're one of the best receiving groups probably in the league. So I'm going to take Gino just for the upside of that. And then starting to, uh, I just think he's got the best receivers, best situation. Um, He's got a, a good coach, even though like he hits that vape pin on the sidelines instead of paying attention to the game. I think that he was probably the best one out of those three. For anyone who hasn't been following along with these Friday football videos, safe to say the three of us love Tua if he's on the field this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a big if, but we like him. Um Okay, so my final grouping here is my tight ends. This is probably my favorite group, uh, but they're all rookies, so really tough to say. I'm going Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer. Hmm. Is this redraft? Um, redraft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so just, I guess, for their rookie year. Laporta, Kincaid, and Mayer? Yep. I'm going to cut Mayer. Just because he really fell in the draft for what team is he on? Raiders. I can't even remember. Raiders. Raiders. 
Okay. Now, well, that's going to be a reliable source, but I'm or, or a reliable option. But I'm going to cut him. Uh, I'm going to bench Kincaid. Um, I'm off. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm going to bench Kincaid. Uh, he's at Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so that was a weird draft pick as well because they already have Dawson Knox. He's a decently solid tight end, but he has great upside and he really could just take over the, the Buffalo offense. So they definitely have a plan for Kincaid, um, which definitely has my my interest. Um, but it's tough being a, the second tight end on your own team, let alone a fantasy team. Um, so I'm going to sub him, uh, put him on the bench, and then I'm going to start Laporta. I just think Laporta is going to have a fantastic year in Detroit. Detroit loves their tight ends. Again, Dan Campbell was a tight end at Detroit. Um, they went up to get him. Uh, they could have drafted Mayer. They could have drafted uh, a couple other tight ends. So I love Laporta and what he's going to do in Detroit. So I'm going to start him with the the risk that he's playing for Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take Laporta too. I'm going to start Laporta. I think that, like you just said, Wyatt, they took him over Mayer, took him over these other options, took him early in the second round. So I think that they've got plans for Laporta. All the camps or the reports coming out of camp are positive about Laporta. I'm going to roll with him. I'm actually going to bench Mayer. Um, The only person in front of him is Hooper, Austin Hooper. I think there's like seven people out there that might remember Austin Hooper. Um, I think he can pass him pretty easily. Um, don't love Jimmy G, but we saw what he was able to do with Kittle. So if Mayer's able to get in there and get the starting job, I think he might have some value. Kincaid, he's a beast, but they just signed Austin Knox to a four-year, like somewhere around $80 million extension. I I worry about how often he's going to see the field. He's also got to compete with Diggs, and I just worry, like how many targets is Kincaid going to see this year? 60? maybe. And then at that point, if he has 40 receptions, how much value is he going to have to you? Right. Yes. I, this is tough. Love Laporta and Kincaid. I'm going to cut mayor. Um, he might have a fine year. I don't think he'll have any problem jumping Hooper there. Uh, Hooper had what one good year yep. in his NFL career, got paid for it and has sucked ever since. Yep. Um, for the sake of being different, I'm going to start Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I think Buffalo didn't have many pieces necessarily that they're missing on their team. Obviously, they're, they've been really good for years. I um, think they're going to find a great way to use Kincaid and Knox, maybe in like a Hernandez-Gronk situation. Um, I think Kincaid's going to be more of the receiving uh, tight end. I think they could line him up in sort of a stack formation and – just kind of have Knox set picks for him, get him open for nice goal line touchdowns. Um, I do think Kincaid's going to have a pretty nice year for them. Um, I think Laporte is going to do just fine in Detroit too. But, uh, yeah, those guys are 1A, 1B for me. Um, but, yeah, just for the sake of this, I'll go Kincaid start, Laporta bench, Mayor cut. All right, I got another running back one. Uh I really don't like a whole lot of any of these guys. Um, risky running backs for sure. Alvin Kamara, uh, James Conner, and Javante Williams. Okay. I thought this was going to be – I feel pretty strong about this one. So I'm going okay. to start James Conner. I think he's going to get as much work as they're going to possibly give him. I don't think there's going to be a lot good happening in Arizona, but I think 
Connor is going to get as many carries as he can take. He's going to be catching the ball because there's not a lot of great receiving weapons out in Arizona. His offensive line's probably not going to do him any favors, but I just think out of those three, he's going to get the most work. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara at two. I definitely think that Jamal Williams is going to steal some touchdowns from him. I think that is probably going to affect Kamara more than people are thinking. We also have to worry about the suspension with Kamara. And he had a down year last year, so he's just another year older. I think he'll be fine, but I don't think he's in the same level as uh, James Conner. And then I'm a hard cut on Javante Williams. If I any redraft, I'm staying completely away from Javante Williams. He had that ACL, LCL, and PCL tear. If you tear your ACL and PCL there on both sides of your knee, that means you don't have any stability going front or back. The only thing that's holding on is one of the uh, lateral. That's no, he tore the lateral, I think. So his medial collateral ligament is the only thing holding his knee still in place at the time. So he, with that much instability, we saw how the ACL affected J.K. Dobbins last year. With this injury, I mean, it it really could be like a career killer for Javante Williams. So I am so far out on him this year, it's not even funny. Yeah, mine's a little different, but I do also feel very passionate about where I have these guys. I love Alvin Kamara. He's the only one that I'd probably draft out of this group, honestly. Um, I think Jamal Williams is going to help him. Um, you know, Alvin, he was younger, obviously, when Mark Ingram was a little bit better for them, but uh, had some really good years when Ingram was, uh, you know, they're kind of a one-two punch. So I think Jamal can kind of take some pressure off of him, take some hits off of him. Uh, so I think Alvin has a pretty good year, especially for his draft position. So I like Alvin a lot. I'll start him. Um, I'm actually going to bench Javante um, just because I like the situation better. And the knee definitely scares me. Uh, you know, I'm the same way. I, I won't be drafting him in any league, but I also won't be drafting James Conner. The thing that I hate about James Conner is I just think the Cardinals could be down, you know, 14-17-0 in the first quarter of a lot of games, and the run game just goes out the window. Um, he's not a huge receiving back. Um, I just think, you know, they're going to kind of go balls to the walls and I just don't see him being a huge piece of the offense, uh, later in games. Um, so it's always, it's always really tough for me to draft running backs on really bad teams. So for that reason, I'll cut him. Yeah. I'm going to be the same with Ethan here. Um, Sir Camara, I think Camara has just a lot of potential, as we all know, coming out of the backfield, he was you know, a top three player in fantasy the last, you know, however many years. Um, definitely is getting older, which is worrisome, but he still has a couple more years in him, so I like his his production that he'll probably have. I'm going to have Javante on my bench. Again, the, the knee is extremely worrisome, but he's a great coach on a decently – should be a decently good offensive team. Uh, the, obviously, the knee is uh, – it's a big – question mark but he could very well be uh primary back if he stays healthy on denver so a lot of potential there and then james connor ethan said it, it is i think i don't even really trust james connor's drive anyways i i, I know he was kind of that brawler on pittsburgh but kind of seemed like he lost his flair when he went to arizona and that's just what happens when your team sucks your fans hate you and you can't do anything offensively so um I, th I think he's going to want out really quick. I think we might see him. I don't know how trade works during season, but I think he could be gone. Um, 
I, I think it's a terrible fit this year for a team like Ethan said it's going to be down multiple touchdowns within by halftime so um yeah I, I I hate taking a guy with a completely destroyed knee but I think Connor is gonna be traded or quit or something interesting interesting I got a, a ugly one to finish us out here so these are going to be after those tight ends that we had previously mentioned between these three um I'd say big question marks also. They have underperformed in their careers. I'm talking about Njoku, Ingram, and Pitts. Okay. I'm going to, without question, cut Njoku. Just haven't seen enough from him throughout his career. He was a big name coming out of college. Hyper-athletic, should be really good. Just not impressed by him in his NFL career, so I will cut him. Um, I think I'm going to, man, I don't know. I'm not high on Ingram, but I'm high on Jacksonville, which is my issue here. But I think I will start Pitts. I think he has a bounce back year. Is he a second year guy or third? He's third, third now, right? Third. Yep. Yeah. So sophomore slump last year. Um, I still think his potential is the best of these three guys. Um, yeah, I might take a shot on Pitts in my actual draft this year. I like Pitts. I think he's um, – I think the Falcons are going to be better. I think he'll be better. So, I like him. And then I think Ingram's going to be fine, too. I just like Jacksonville uh, a lot this year. But, um, I don't know. That one good year out of – I don't know how long he's been in the league, seven or eight, just not enough for me to really buy back into him for a second consecutive year. Um Again, I think he'll be fine. I might have to fall into drafting him in a league or two, but uh, yeah, I'll take Pitts uh, to start Ingram bench and Joku cut. I think I know how Ben's going to answer this, so I'm going to go a different <laughs> route. I'm going to start Ingram. I'm going to bench Joku. I'm going to cut Pitts. Um, Ingram. Huge passing attack for Jacksonville. They're going to throw the ball all over the field. Um, obviously, that means there's a lot of targets, especially in the red zone. But Pitts or Ingram still had he had four touchdowns last year, had the most yards out of, out of the three tight ends in question. Um, I think he could get close to 800 yards this year. I just think he could be really utilized by Jacksonville. Again, they have so many threats all over the field that people might forget a big, um, big tight end down the middle. So I like him to start. Um, and Joku. I'm going to I'm gonna put in joke on my bench because of Pitts. I want to cut him. Uh, Pitts, I'm just worried that, again, in the end zone or in the red zone, they're really going to be running that ball. We have Ritter, who's an option quarterback. We have um, Algier, and then we have Bijan. So it's going to be a running attack. Obviously, that could open up a, a quick little pass or bootleg or something like that. But, I mean, he had a terrible sophomore year, and – you should get better, but there's a lot of shoulds, and they got a lot more ground attack. I think they're going to be much more run-oriented, even more than they were last year this year. Um, so I, just, I really don't think his production is going to be there. It's probably going to be better than last year. You can't really not be better than that. But um, I just think he's going to struggle. And because of that, there's only one guy left. I'll put Njoku on my bench. I don't have a whole lot of reasoning. Um, he had a solid year last year, nothing special. Um, wasn't terrible. Um, I think he had like 600 yards, four touchdowns. But um, 
yeah, he's just last one. So that's my reason for him. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is the way you thought I was going to go, why, but I'm going the exact same as yours. Oh, okay. I the thought you were going to start Njoku. Yeah, well, I, I can't pass up. Ingram's got Lawrence, and he had a lot more uh, attention on him last year because Kirk was the main dude, and then you had, like, Zay Jones, which Zay is fine, but now with Kirk as the number two and you got Ridley in town, I think that just opens up Ingram to be on linebackers more than cornerbacks, and I think he could do that physical mismatch uh, much better um, this season. And Joko, I'm putting at two. I'm putting him on the bench, mainly because he's kind of stank during his career, but he's also been on the Browns, and a lot of players stink on the Browns if your name's not Chubb. So they got Deshaun Watson in town. Um I think that this is definitely the best quarterback he's played with. He had a mini breakout last year. We'll see if he can carry it into this year. And with that, I have to cut Pitts. The problem with Pitts last year, even before his injury, was he just wasn't any good. There's no <laughs> other way about it. He just wasn't good. Um, they drafted him highly to use him, and he's just not getting open. And he's not contributing much in the red zone like you said why they're going to be pounding that ball and they got all these running backs that can do it Bijan, now you don't get a big back like that and not have him pounded in um yeah i i think you had it perfect a lot of play action wide open little flip to him i can see it <laughs> Maybe he drops it yeah. that might drop it <laughs> hey we'll see right all right, you guys we'll got anything else, else for this episode? couple more weeks, yeah. boys. We're almost there. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to come fast or slow. I don't know. It's going slow for us, but it might come fast for you. So get excited. Things are about to get rocky for <laughs> about eight weeks. Yeah. 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 Um, make sure you guys get a draft guide that's out now. Go get it at bettergreen.com. Make sure you're following us on all socials. Subscribe to us on youtube give us a like give us a comment what do you think about this video and ethan i want them to have to comment on a question what should the question be today well you know i don't know that i necessarily have a question but i want uh i just want to know who who's purchasing our draft guides and uh what do you think about them so if you purchase let us know in the comments uh let us know you purchased and um let us know what what and you've looked through it you know what your favorite part of the guide is i think that'll be helpful for us to know for the future as well yeah absolutely i love that Excellent. i love that idea we want that feedback from you guys that's going to do it from us here at better and green and we'll see you guys on monday's green live peace guys there guys see you guys you better start listening to the better and green podcast you will not regret it trust me trust me trust me and hey i'm dean blandino Welcome, welcome, welcome to better win green, eh? To better win green, eh? To better win green, eh? Listen in and cash out. That's what it's all about. Come on, let's make cash now. We always on spot and we cover all spot from the bottom to the top, eh? Shout out to Ethan, shout out to Wyatt, shout out to Ben. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. Better win green.